0: Together, And our first reading is from Psalm 139 and verses 1 to 10. <coughs> Psalm 139 on page 632. O Lord, you have searched me and you know me. Where can I go from your Spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God now let's stand for the reading of the Gospel, which this morning is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 6, beginning at verse 27. You can find it on page 1044. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Luke. Glory, Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus is speaking, and he says this. But I tell you who hear me, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who will treat you. If someone strikes you on one cheek, turn the other also. If someone takes your cloak, do not withhold your tunic. Give to everyone who asks you, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners, expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Christ. (coughs) And so, Lord, as we wrestle with this uh, challenging passage, may you speak to us by your Holy Spirit, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to um, start this morning with uh, a little limerick, just for a change. There once were two cats from Kilkenny. Each thought there was one cat too many. They fought and they spit, and they clawed and they bit... So instead of two cats, there weren't any. Uh, that one amused me because it um, reflects um, so much of what we see in the political arena. I guess it's something we've seen most in the run-up to elections or sort of Trump. Clinton a couple of years ago, Corbyn May, Um, but it resonates too as we look at the Brexit debate at the moment, the infighting in the Conservative Party, the battles for dominance between different factions in the Labour Party, the power games at the heart of American politics. Is there ever a real winner? All this infighting. There's a quest for power, isn't there? A quest for power. And Lord Acton was right when he said, power tends to corrupt, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. But how are we to behave on a more personal level when we're on the receiving end of the power of others? Retaliation? Rebellion? Revolution? How easy it is to lash out when we feel misunderstood or ignored or bullied or threatened in some way. And yet Jesus points us to a radically different response. And this reading today from the Gospel is one of the most challenging. It's part of Jesus' great sermon to his followers and to the intrigued onlookers, many of whom will have hoped that he'd have strong words to say about the oppressive Roman regime. But instead, he calls his followers to a radical love And a generosity of spirit to be shown not just to those that they have much in common with, the ones they relate to naturally, the ones they find it easy to love, but also to their fiercest enemies. Blessing them, praying for them, giving to them, shaming them by responding to them in a way that is the polar opposite of the way in which they were being treated. Now, if I'm honest, I find this passage quite difficult to access because I'm not the sort of person that feels I have enemies. I'm a fairly easygoing sort of guy. Take the rough with the smooth, get on pretty well with most people. So I'm forced to ask myself, what might living out Jesus' teaching look like? I may not feel I have enemies as such, but... I do relate to others who see things differently from me. Maybe different aspects of faith, different different political views, different aspects of understanding of what living for Christ is all about, different perspectives on life itself. Do I choose to ignore those who have different views from me? Do I choose to run them down behind their backs because they've got it wrong and I've got it right? Am I prone to be dismissive or judgmental? Or do I actively seek to engage and understand and thus show love and respect to their views and perspectives? I may not have enemies, but there are people who I felt let down by. And again, it would be easy to judge, easy to condemn, easy to dismiss and easy to ignore. But Jesus calls me to a different standard. Day by day I must ask for his grace and his love. And no doubt, all of us have felt let down by others at some point in our lives. How do we respond in a way that honours Christ, that honours his teaching here, his challenging teaching? In my home life, when I'm feeling taken advantage of by a member of the family, how might a generous spirit of love be evidenced? In my work life, where I get grief because of an action that's misunderstood or criticised, how might the character of Jesus shine through? In a social setting, where my faith may be mocked as irrelevant or outdated or foolish, what might Jesus' teaching mean? How might that radical generosity and love be shown? This is a tough teaching on several levels, For a start, living Jesus' way doesn't guarantee a peaceful outcome. Jesus doesn't say, love your enemy, and eventually they'll love you back. Because they may not. He doesn't say, it'll be all right in the end. There's none of that, on an earthly level at least, although there are hints of eternal perspectives. It's also a passage that needs reflecting on alongside other scriptures because it could leave us with the impression that we're just to be doormats. Well, I can't go with that, because Jesus certainly was not a doormat. He was certainly prepared to challenge, whether it be the the Pharisees or the Roman oppressors. They could all be genuinely described as his enemies in the way they treated him. His love for them was not a meek, submissive love, but a strong, challenging one. But there was still an underlying love and a desire for the best for them. This is scripture, this is Jesus' teaching which is designed to challenge. Designed to wake us up and remind us that following Jesus isn't just about turning up at church once or twice a week and saying our prayers. It's about living out our faith in sacrificial ways. Why? Why? Well, I think the key is in those two verses towards the end of the passage, verses 35 and 36. As I mentioned, first of all, of the ultimate reward for our faithfulness is that hint of heaven and eternal life. But also, and perhaps most importantly, we're reminded that in living this way, we reflect the very character of God himself. He is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. And Jesus says... Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Jesus' heart is that we might reflect the character of God in our own lives, however challenging that might be. And in living lives of radical generosity and unbounded love, we reflect the love of God for humanity. We show the world a different way. We provide a taste of the life to come. As you hear those words from Luke's Gospel this morning, maybe Jesus' words speak into a specific challenge, a particular situation you're encountering at the moment, a challenge in a relationship, a challenge in a situation, at home, at work, with members of the family. And I pray that each of us might hear God's voice and as a result ask him to equip us to live and to love His way, however difficult, however challenging that might seem. For in that, God gets the glory. Amen. Amen. We seek to reflect the love and compassion of God because we believe in him and in his character and in the depths of his love. And so we affirm that in the words of the creed together. Let's stand if we're able to join in these words.